Welcome to Brothers Keeper here on Tools Media. I'm Matt. And I am Benny. Welcome, guys. Hey, uh, so a uh, little housekeeping stuff uh, for tonight's topic. We're actually going to be discussing Bernie Sanders, uh, socialism, communism, and what that definitely means to America and other countries in the world and what that has done. Uh, we're talking from some personal experience because, well, our family escaped communism uh, coming from Romania, so we might have a little something to say about that. But uh, first, a little housekeeping stuff. Uh, you know, we want to first give a shout out uh, to Mary Gordon, okay? Uh, uh, and and this is this is an awesome these, are awesome. these are awesome, Mary. Thank you so much. Thank for you. But, uh, Forged Nations. This is actually notions. Uh, sorry, Forged Notions. <laughs> Matt can't read it. It's after uh, seven. It's after seven. So here's here's something cool that she did for Tools Media, and this is my name. This is a coaster that she was able to um, engrave. This, our logo. That's my name at the bottom. And then ben, show me, show me yours. Ben. Pretty awesome. I mean, you can't beat that. It feels great. I mean, I'm gonna definitely put this on my uh, so on my desk. Yeah, Mary, thank you so much with Forge Nations and she can notions. What do I keep saying? That? Forge <laughs> Notions. Mary, we're talking about politics, right? I keep saying that because I can't read cursive anymore. <laughs> but uh, no, she's really great, um, and we'll put a link down there for her uh, for her page. So go ahead and get you guys. Uh, you know, if you guys want to try her out, but uh, this stuff is actually really cool. So we want to yeah. thank uh, Mary again with Forged Notions. Yeah, thank you. These thank are you, really Mary. great. Thank you for the for these great coasters. So, uh, some, right now? some big news. Uh, so, Tools Media is is putting on an event uh, for. We'll see here. Um, the promise. It's going to be called the Promise Concert, and it's for the Idaho Women's Veterans. Uh, the veteran memorial so that's going to be pretty awesome i mean we we give a lot of credit um to our our fellow man mm -hmm. and men in 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 arms but yeah you know women are kind of looked over and we we appreciate all of our soldiers and we appreciate everybody that that is doing this for our country yeah. and for our freedom and that's going to tie in well with today uh but just a quick quick rundown of who's going to be there obviously you guys would probably want to know uh some of the bands that are going to be there uh so i'm going to just go, go kind of go through the list we have american hitman uh maximus heath clark band and he's a local guy that uh is is getting pretty popular redcon soldier hard and stephen hobbs so we love to see you guys there. Uh, we're going to try to all be there as yep. Tools Media, as part of Tools Media. We'd be excited to see you there. We want to say hi to you guys. We actually want to meet you guys. Come up and say hi to us. We're actually uh, we're really excited about this event, and we really want to promote the uh, you know the the memorial for the women that have fought for our nation. They're yeah. serving in our in our armed forces because I ain't. Yeah. Ben isn't. No. So we want to thank him for doing that and, uh, and you know, along yeah. with our brothers in arms as well. Yeah, and, and the goal is obviously to raise some money uh, for the memorial. Uh, we do need vendors, uh, donations, and sponsors. So if you guys, if this is a passion of yours, and obviously, again, it should be for all of us Americans, mm -hmm. uh, we definitely need to support our troops and especially those who have lost their lives. And memorials are, are, are a place for us to, to recognize that. So. Yeah. Obviously, we definitely want uh, your support, your help, and also the backing of, of our community. So I know Idos are in the Treasure Valley. We're a really close-knit community, especially when it comes to our, our brothers and sisters in arms. So uh, just keep that in mind. If you do know anybody of, or if you are one of those, um, then we definitely need those. Again, vendors, donations, and sponsors. And if, you, if you're not a vendor or a sponsor, we'd love uh, to have some support uh, and get this rolling, get, get it done yeah. right. Anything to help us out would be great, and uh, you know we, we would love uh, to see all of you guys there. Uh, we know that we have a lot of people out of state, but you know yeah. Idaho is a great trip to visit, and it'd be a great excuse to come in town. Yeah, come on down and check out a, an awesome concert. It's from 3 p.m. Mm -hmm. on March 23rd till midnight, so no excuses. Uh, you know you you can get a babysitter while your kids are sleeping and come out and enjoy the rest of the night, but from 3 p.m. to midnight. We definitely want that support out there, and uh, we'd love to see you guys all out there. The event is $25 for per ticket, so just keep that in mind. And it's going to be available on the Tools Media Facebook. 
page. Yeah, and don't forget to like and share and join our group and our chat here at Tools Media, Brothers Keeper. We want to hear from you tonight. We want to hear you guys uh, tell us about you know what yeah. your opinions are. Um, we want to be able to hear what you guys are saying, and uh, we would love the opportunity to, well, also uh, you know, respond and and definitely would like to talk to you guys. But uh, Brothers Keeper, go ahead and uh, like, share. But also join the discussion tonight, and uh, yeah, but we'll, uh, listen to our podcast now. Podcast, uh, YouTube, YouTube. So some pretty cool things and places that you can catch us. And obviously, if you do miss a show tonight, you can check it out uh, on the podcast. Uh, or if you don't want to watch it, but you need to listen to it in your car, uh, join us and, and join the discussion. Like Matt was saying, join our Facebook discussion. We'd love to have you guys there, and then um, we'd love to discuss with you. We, you know, if you have any questions or or topics that you'd like for us to chat about, uh, we'd love to take a look at that and, and evaluate that as well. So. Absolutely. But uh, yeah, so we're going to go ahead and get started tonight. And again, we want to hear from you guys, so please feel free to comment, like, and share. We are on th all these different platforms, but we wanted to bring up something because we've noticed something that's kind of been uh, a little a little concerning for us, and people are more than, uh, more than uh, uh, you know, more than free to comment and disagree on this, but we're coming from a place of uh, kind of more experience. You see, our, our, you know, and we'll get more into this, but there recently is, is kind of been an upsurge in, you know, this idea of democratic socialism, especially with the candidate of Bernie Sanders. And the, I always say, be careful what you wish for. Yeah. And I think a lot of young kids, like they, they think of it and they're, you know, to, in their mind, they think that this guy's like a, a cool hip uncle. I don't know a lot of hip uncles that act like this guy, but but they think he's like a, a really fun uncle that uh, they wish, uh, you know, was running the country. They don't understand that a lot of the policies that he expounds, uh, one, they don't make sense. A lot of the stuff that he wants, it's kind of like uh, a person, like when my kid says, I want, I want ice cream. And, you know, when they're talking about like the things they want for the, you know, for their trip, They'll say, and then I want a big teddy bear, and then I want to get like uh, cotton candy, and you just listen to this guy, and that's kind of what he sounds like. It's like, well, okay, we'll we'll get you some of this stuff, but like, do you understand what you're asking for? <laughs> you're asking for like a lot of you know, and then I'm gonna get a spaceship, and I'm gonna be able to fly to the moon, and just because they're saying it and they believe it, mm -hmm. it doesn't mean it's going to happen or that it's practical. Yeah, and so that's kind of what we're dealing with right now. Um, but, you know, uh, Ben, why don't you kind of like give us like a quick definition? Because, I mean, we, we wanted to be fair because I know a lot of people that are, you know, a lot of intellectuals, they try to differentiate between communism and socialism. And we want to be fair to that argument. Yeah. And so if you want to go ahead and give us like that idea. So socialism, uh, obviously, you guys can look up these definitions online, uh, but it's a political and ec economical uh, theory of social organization, which advocates that means... Uh, the, that the means of production, distribution, and exchange should be owned or regulated by the community as a whole. Now I'm going to stop with that um, because this is where the seed begins. Okay, it sounds great uh, surface value. So you're looking at, at, at this saying, oh, well, the community as a whole gets to decide all of this stuff, right? Yeah. Well, why would we have to implement socialism? We already have that in democracy, don't we? So, uh, no, we do. <laughs> uh, so I'm, I'm just trying to pull up the, our, our live feed so that I can go ahead and answer any questions. That, yeah, but right. okay. but, uh, but the, the problem is, is that, so listening to his views, Bernie Sanders' views, so when you hear him talking, he talks about equality. And justice for all and you don't realize that what he's trying to do is he's trying to create a division between classes and this is an old tactic that Marx used to be able to create an uprising between and that is yeah, an uprising between the classes and, and right. the communities and, and people in general uh -huh. the, the masses and so uh, and on that point I'm gonna to get to the the communism so a political theory, and this is the definition of communism. So, a political theory derived from uh, that derived from Karl Marx, 
advocating class war and leading to a society in which all property is publicly owned. Keep that in mind. And each person works and is paid according to their abilities, abilities and needs. Right. Again, surface sounds great, right? Except for the publicly owned thing. Um, but you're looking at at two similar, and, and again, they're very tricky in, in the verbiage because obviously Karl, Karl Marx took the idea of socialism to create what we now know as communism, which came from Marxism. So you're looking at all these isms, right? And it sounds like a lot of uh, isms, but yeah. ultimately your you're surface value, they kind of look very different. But when you dig deeper and deeper and deeper, and again, when I said the socialism is more of a seed, uh, you'll, you, you can understand when you look at history what's happened uh, to, to countries that became communist. I mean, they started out with a very good intent as far mm -hmm. as the socialist um, type of, of society. But again, on paper, never it doesn't seem to pull forward when it, it's coming together well, let's, uh, in, in the actual. Well, let, me, let me bring it back to, to Sanders, okay? So he says a lot of misleading things. The first thing he says is that the top 1% of the top 1% own all the wealth of the nation. Now, first of all, it used to be just the top 1%, but now he's at three. He'll say like, now he's at four. Now he'll say, now the top 1% of the top 1% of the top 1%, and he gets it even smaller to say that this group of two dudes owns all the wealth in the world, okay? And it's At not, least in this country. Right? But he doesn't, he doesn't tell you that 80% of taxes are paid by the wealthy in this country. Mm -hmm. It's a silly statement because what he's trying to do is he's trying to gain support by creating, uh, uh, they write on feelings, a lot of them. And so what he's trying to do is he's trying to evoke emotion to these uh, 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 classes and trying to raise them up. Now, what he doesn't tell you, and this was interesting because I was having this discussion today with a group of guys at work, which was, we were saying, okay, why is it that the government helps out immigrants coming in and gives them all of these benefits and then they can come in and start businesses and they can start doing this stuff and start like making their own money. And I said, well, pump the brakes. These programs are available for everyone. That's the beauty of capitalism. That's the, the only thing <laughs> is, is that nobody takes the Americans don't take advantage of it because they don't look into it. They're, they're, you know, they're not going to the government offices like immigrants are. They're not going and checking in and asking about different government programs like immigrants are. Um, and I'm not saying it's wrong or right, but those programs are available for everyone. But the way Bernie's, Bernie is saying is that there's a system out there, kind of like you know on the other side where they're saying, well, why are the immigrants allowed to get all these great programs? Well, no, it's on the flip side, on Bernie's side, he's saying that the rich are keeping the poor down to be able to keep control. The problem is- a lot like a manifesto that was once written about the bourgeoisie. Yeah, yeah, but here's the other thing is that socialism, it's not just one source. There are different forms of socialism. In fact, not, you know, uh, national socialism, which we know today as fascism or Nazism, <laughs> you know, yeah. that actually is a socialist form. It's when the government came in and took over the means of production. Hitler, Adolf Hitler took over the means of production. Uh, he had a uh, upper class that, you know, he was able to uh, come in and his elites were allowed to now run the country. Um, in all honesty, the, the German people were on board with it, yeah. but there were still things that were being made and engineered and manufactured, and, uh, and this was a form of socialism. Yeah, it's called National Socialism for a reason, because the government came in, the people voted for it, okay? And now, Hitler is the man, okay? And so that's just another form of democratic socialism. He was voted into office. He was a socialist. He hated the communists and the Marxists. But at the same time, it's like Coke, zero hating Diet Coke. Yeah, they're different. There are things that are different about them. But ultimately, they're a totalitarian government or regime coming in, taking over the means of production. And then they decide. They decide what's going to happen with the money. And so that's the problem with Bernie Sanders is he literally wants to come in and change our market. And then he'll say some contradictory things. 
right? Mm -hmm. So what are some things that you've heard him say that you're like, why would he say that? Yeah, I mean, I mean, just anything. <laughs> That's pretty contradictory because yeah. he's talking in. He tries to use democratic and democ uh, in terms from democracy to back up socialism, and yeah. it, it doesn't work. So ultimately, you're looking at, you know, what what he's trying to infiltrate, and and what is being taught. I, I, what blows my mind, and I'm going to kind of go a little bit off of the question, but. What blows my mind is how well he's doing in this country. I mean, do we not have history books? Uh, do have you have you seen anything? Did they take out all the history books from colleges? No, well, it, it, uh, it, they're changing the history. Oh, so now they're revising the history to say that uh, capitalism is evil hmm. and that uh, Marxism is good or yep. communism is good, right? Because what they play on is the Industrial Revolution, and they're stuck in the Industrial Revolution. And that's one, one form of history that they like, mm -hmm. is the Industrial Revolution where they were having kid, you know, child labor, right? They were having child labor, they were having long hours, there were no regulation, <coughs> there was no oversight, there was no safety in the factories, there was none of yeah. that stuff. It was, you wanna work here, tough. These are the conditions, you either eat it or fly a kite. And they eat that up. That's where they go to, is the American turn-of-the-century industrial revolution. Which a lot has changed. And there's been a lot of yeah. laws implemented because of the industrial re right. revolution. So, I mean, they don't, they don't touch on that fact. No, they don't. Because there's something that happened, which was there was a lot of government oversight. Unions came in. Unions came in and fought for the rights of the, of the workers. And at the time, it was really good because now there was a standard that was being made. They were unionized. But over time, the federal government came in, and they actually made they actually created more policy, and so the unions kind of became a little bit uh, not as needed in most areas because uh, they actually gained a lot more power too over time. They did, but the, because of the federal because of federal regulation, you don't have. We're literally stuck. Like a lot of these guys are literally stuck thinking that there's a bunch of rich dudes that are going around. And thinking to themselves, hey, we need to keep poor people down. The bourgeoisie. And we need to keep, we need, make, need to make sure that the bourgeoisie are going around and these evil the cabal of a bunch of rich guys are just <laughs> going around and just taking the top 1% of the top 1% of the top 1%. And it's like, wait, that's, that dude's rich. Like, if you're telling me that there's a guy up there that's a top 1% of the top 1% of, of the top 1%, that dude is a, a trillionaire, not a billionaire. That's a trillionaire. And that guy does not exist. Well, what he forgets is that America does have the most millionaires as well. And to me, that's pretty darn rich. Well, no, right? he says that. No, but what I'm saying is, yeah. how is that a bad thing? That just shows me that the system is working for its people, yeah. right? Because there's opportunity there. And so I don't know how you can twist that and say that these people need to be regulated by the government. I mean, of all things... Wouldn't you rather have regulations done by the people than the government? I mean, that's what the whole well, Constitution was written for. Well, because what, what, what they're doing is, right, and this is where Bernie Sanders gets dangerous, is he comes in with these young kids and he puts it in their head mm. that these rich people are down to keep you, are, are evil and going to keep you down. Then these kids go to college and it's confirmed by these socialist professors, these yeah. socialist liberal professors, these also, I'll even say it, Marxists. I don't think Bernie Sanders is a socialist as much as he is a straight up communist. Now, these professors and Bernie, I hate to break it to the world, these guys haven't had a job a day in their life. And you know what they've been living on? On Amer taxpayer Your money. money. <laughs> so of course they think it's good. They're six figures at their colleges. They're making These guys are making six figures at Cal State Berkeley. They've never had an honest day in their life. They've just been a bunch of intellects sitting around and, uh, uh, yeah, and, and I mean, you're talking about, I mean, Bernie Sanders is a guy who literally was kicked out of a commune because he was too lazy. They were like, this guy isn't doing anything. I mean, and, but yet he wants to come in and tell you how you need to work and how you need to run your money. Mm -hmm. I would be afraid of anybody coming in and saying, we need to do things more for justice, for this, for that, because guess what? It's going to come with thought policing. It's going to be coming with taxing churches. It's going to be coming in with a whole bunch of other stuff that are going to be coming, okay? So, yeah. so that's that's the scary thing. But again, 
Bernie Sanders. He's the he's the lead. He's now coming up. He's Joe he's, Biden. He's kicking some butt. Joe Biden is has a narrow lead, and he's going to lose that lead. They're they're predicting yeah. here in the next couple of days. I don't see him again. Well, you don't. Know very you, far. So what did you? What happened to Biden this week? No. He said that he wanted to be voted. He wanted everyone's vote. He was asking for their vote, so that, to win the United States Senate seat. <clears throat> He was running, again, like this is where we're at. Joe Biden is old, he's tired, and very old. <laughs> this is the very moderate, tired. and he's he's up there, and he goes, I, I want your vote, and I'm asking for your vote, so that I could win the United States Senate seat. And everybody's looking at him like, Joe, this isn't the presidential <laughs> election. Like, we're not joking around here. And so Bernie is going to be coming in, and... To the media's credit, they're actually starting to hit him with harder questions, and a lot of his opponents are starting to hit him with the harder questions. But if you were like had Bernie Sanders in front of you, what would you ask him in a debate? Ah, that's a good question because <clears throat> you think you have to think about the way he's going to answer. Yeah, it's going to be political, so he's going to answer you as a politician. So I, I, I guess what what the end goal would be. If he if he did win, and God forbid if he did win, but what what where would he want the American people uh, to be in four years within the next four years if he did win? Uh, because a lot of times socialism talks about the masses; it doesn't really talk about the individual. <coughs> That's democracy. Democracy takes care of the individual first, and capitalism takes care of the individual first. Socialism and communism. They're going to look at the individual as a number, basically, yeah. as a societal number. So, I mean, I would I would hit him with more individualized questions, for sure. Okay, and definitely probably ask him again. What's up, Bernie Sanders? I'm Bernie Sanders. The top of a sun, the top of a sun, the top of a sun. I run into the country. I'm going to get rid of him. Yeah, we're going live right now, so we have some people in the crowd. Um, you know, that that would be it. Like, where where do you see a single American person? No. Where would you want their freedoms to be? Where do you, where would you want? What's the direction we would go? And again, I, I believe it's going to be a political. I want to ask you guys at home. Yeah. Send us your comments or your questions. What would you ask Bernie Sanders if you were a moderator in a debate? <laughs> and I will answer it as Bernie Sanders. Okay. He will on camera, on video, because or or, or audio. The billionaires, and Donald Trump, they're going down this season because we can't have them running the country, and I will give everyone free burgers and hamburgers forever, because some people are lactose and retarded. <laughs> so, <laughs> that being said, is so so, <laughs> I would ask him. What, yeah, what what would you ask him? Because he put I me would, on the spot here. I would ask him, <clears throat> in your whole life, have you ever had a job that didn't involve taxpayers paying your bills? That's my first job. That's my first question. I don't think anybody should be a politician if they haven't had a 9-to-5 job for at least five years. Sorry. Yeah, or proven that they were. Either, either, either they were a military... Or they have work history to understand what it's like to struggle yeah. for a, you know for a, a little while to know what it's like to pay taxes. So um, and you know and I mean we can even play it this way too. Like what would you ask Donald Trump on his end? You know for the capitalists because that's an important question too. Well, the, the, but the difference would be we've seen kind of the the scary thought is we've never seen what Bernie Sanders has to offer. So. That that's scary. That's where it becomes like, you know, what is it, he offering people? It would be you know a black abyss, like going into the black abyss, and hopefully <laughs> there's a light at the end of the tunnel, and kind of thing. So, what would you ask Donald Trump then, if you were moderating this, this these debates going on? Can I go to Mar-a-Lago and stay there for a week? <laughs> that's what I would that's ask him. Yeah. I'd probably ask. The Atlantic City. Oh, he's not. Even no, there. he's not there anymore. But then you know why they love him in India. Yeah. Why? You know why they love him in India? What was the name of his first casino in Atlantic Taj City? Mahal. The Taj That's Mahal. Right. 
the Taj Mahal. There you go. And he sold that sucker to his ex-wife, and it's he's doing all right. He he was a proven businessman. Again, yeah. he worked. He worked hard for his money. So I, I guess I would ask him, do you ever sleep? You know, I, I okay. To be fair, is that fair? <laughs> I'll give him a hardball question. I would say, if the economy turns, yeah, tomorrow, what are some things you would have in place to help pull us out of that quickly and get us back on track? Because he's got us going. I mean, people say, well, it's Barack Obama who did. It. And again, I say this: GDP. We can measure this. Yeah. Because of the policies that were in place, it was stagnant. It was barely moving up. And it was it was recovering not because of the last president, uh, because of President Obama, but in spite of him. Okay? To whereas when we see the rollback of regulation, corporate taxes, and uh, a number of other things that have enticed, you know, uh, uh, domestic growth, mm-hmm. it goes up like that under, under Donald, President Trump. And so... Uh, I would ask him that. I would say if the economy had a downturn, because you can only do so much as a president to help it rise up. Yeah. But again, we, we just had a SARS epidemic in China and in other countries, and we just saw the the stock market take uh, a nosedive today. You mean coronavirus. Sorry, did I say SARS? Yeah. We're on to corona, which, by the way, makes me a little thirsty whenever I hear that word. But I would ask him that. What are you doing? If the economy tanks tomorrow, what what strategies do you have in place? Because you've got to have some backups. Yeah. Uh, and then for Bernie Sanders, again, have you ever had a job? <laughs> and how do you plan on paying for this? Because nobody really asks him that. He just says, we're going to go after the top 1% of their money because they have 90% of the wealth. Well, here's the problem with that is I don't notice it. Do you notice that there's a guy out in... Does Jeff no, Bezos so, has a three... <clears throat> what people don't understand, and maybe they do, they just kind of overlook it, is this country and and the economy is not run off of that top 1%, 1%, and 1%. It's ran by the middle class. Middle class. The beauty of America is its middle class. People don't understand. When you go to other countries, I've been to Uganda, Sudan, China... You see what happens when there is no middle class in place, okay? So there's a big difference when you're trying to go after the rich because you're saying that they have all the wealth in the country, but what's sustaining the country is the middle class. And we need to, we need to have more talk about the middle class because it is, it's, it's, it's a su- substantial difference when you look at a country that has a middle class and a country that doesn't. It literally puts them in a separate category to the world classes. You have the third world, the second world, and the first world. And if without the middle class, America would not be America. It's just, again, does that affect you that that guy's making billions of dollars? Well, what's it to you? You know what? It's no. great, actually, because they're probably spending money. He's buying the fancy cars and going out to dinner and balling, <laughs> you know, stuff well, again, like that. So, so you know, like... Warren Buffett gives a lot of money to charity, right? But the amount of money that Warren Buffett has given to charity doesn't compare to the amount of money he has given to employees by paying their further paychecks. Like, that's better, yeah. right? So the amount of money we could throw at charity as billionaires and millionaires, it doesn't compare to the amount of good we could do by starting a business, or investing in infrastructure, or, 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 or sorry, investing in more companies and more growth and, and all that stuff. That's actually going to create more wealth and a, a stronger middle class. And I just don't think, and this is me being honest, I don't think Bernie Sanders has one iota or understanding of economics. I don't think any of them do. I don't think Ocasio-Cortez does, because when she talks, it's they all have the politics of a 16-year-old sophomore girl in high school who has a crush on her English professor, her English teacher. That's the kind of politics they have. They literally go around and they talk about socialism like they know what they're talking about. The problem is they have no understanding of a market and they have no understanding of the flow of, of capital. What drives the economy. Yeah. I it's, mean, it's, it's plain and simple. And if you don't understand that, go back through the history books Read what happened to countries that started out under socialist policies, okay? Because I guarantee you, you've probably heard of all those countries mm-hmm. during the Iron Curtain. 
Um, read up, read up about that, because honestly, you'll you'll see where socialism takes you, and that's why they try to distinguish that socialism is different from communism. But read 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 about it. Read history. Look back and see. Let's not make the same mistakes other countries have made. Uh, you know, to be at the position that they went through and how hard it was for them to get out of that. If you're looking at communism, because that ultimately, yeah. you're, you're, it's the seed that grows into. So if you're looking at socialism, it's just a planted seed that eventually turns into the corn that is communism. Let's be honest. Like that's look through your history. If you don't believe me, look through your history books and look back through history, and it'll tell you a lot when it comes to that uh, actual topic. Mm -hmm. So yeah. So I'll wrap it up with uh, on the Bernie uh, side of it, which is be careful what you wish for. I can't believe we actually have a, a communist on the ballot. That's shocking to me. Uh, and well, you know, we'll get to that in, in a minute with our family history. But it's it really, really is kind of uh, it, it, it's an exciting time because we have uh, we have a lot of growth, we have a lot of uh, prosperity in the country right now. But at the same time, that can go away tomorrow. And overnight. We, we overnight, and we can have a lot more struggle going on in this country just by getting the wrong guy in. Look, look at what happened to the Jewish people in Germany. How long did it take for them to be run out? Literally. Yeah. It was literally, Hitler got into office, he put in the order, and then they started killing millions and millions of people for no yeah. reason, actually, to tell you the truth. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's a horrible thing, and we definitely need to watch out for it. I think we need to work more on looking back through history and seeing before we vote for a person like this, if, if, if that was ever an intent, what does it mean? What policy are they bringing into office? What does it actually mean when a person says, I'm a socialist and I want to bring these policies into office? Yeah. I, I think, you know, and again, finishing up with, with Sanders is, the, I, one, they don't have an understanding of economics. They don't understand how capital moves. Okay? And they have a terrible view of America. Because they think America is the problem. Well, a lot of them have money, and they they try to dictate what the middle class. And I think the lower that's class. a good question, right? Yeah, like, have you ever lived poor, you know, or have you ever lived to struggle to start a company or a business? Yeah. You know, there's a lot of things that capitalism. There's a lot of heartache that capitalism capitalism brings. We're not saying that it's perfect, but out of all the systems that have been implemented implemented throughout history, tell me another one that's better. Capitalism has cured more poverty and has lifted more people up out of poverty than any other system in the world. It is just a fact of it. And this is the part where I'll say this about what Bernie Sanders says, which doesn't make any sense to me. He says, it is a travesty that in the wealthiest country in the world, you still have people living paycheck to paycheck cannot afford the health care. And it's like, wait a second, stop, pump the brakes, go back. You just said it's a travesty living in the richest, wealthiest country in the world. How are we the richest, wealthiest country in the world? How did we get there? Not because of your social programs. Well, and then but he says that stuff and he doesn't even realize that he says it. The question that you just put, and if, he, if that is a direct quote from him, we can't afford our insurance because of the guy before Donald Trump. So yeah. let's be honest there, too. I mean, Obamacare, geez. So, yeah, anyway. Um, so, yeah, jump in on the conversation. We'd love to have you guys. If you have any questions or comments, we'd love to kind of go through them as we're going through this topic because yeah. we are concerned. And we might, even, we might even post this on YouTube as concerned Americans or yeah. something, you know. But I'll say this, okay? Every generation has that young group that's stupid, and they 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 they're they're young and dumb, and they all say, "Well, you know, communism and socialism doesn't sound that bad. Capitalism sounds evil." Well, one because their professors are teaching them this, and, and it's because those guys have never had a day in their life. Wayne Che Guevara, yeah, and they don't even know understand that Che Guevara was a mass murderer. <laughs> but um, they they say things like, "Oh yeah." Uh, uh, but then they change their mind too it just takes a matter of time when they get a paycheck 
they start making money, they start having to provide for a family, they start changing their, their views, mm -hmm. okay? Every generation has a large portion of young kids, and this is just my view, but I'd like to see the numbers, maybe this, this generation's a little bit higher, of socialists, but... Kathy, that is a good point. So uh, Kathy said, and why did I have great insurance before Obamacare and lost it when Obamacare took hold? And this is a whole nother topic. We don't want to get too far into this, but yeah, I mean, but that's a point. Right? We know we know families that went from paying for four or more people in the family paying three, two hundred fifty, three hundred dollars a month to almost a thousand dollars a month overnight as soon as that bill was passed. The next month they were paying. I think I told you guys ridiculous this. amounts for yeah. insurance. And and Kathy, you might remember this story, but me personally, that policy, these policies, for the first time in my life, a president actually affected my my policies, my life. His policies affected my life. I went from paying fifty dollars for an injection in my foot that I needed um, because I was an outside salesman and I'm walking in shoes and and I was it was excruciating pain the, the condition that I had, um, and I was getting fifty dollars an injection. Socialism, a form of socialism comes in, i.e., you know, Obamacare. And now I have to pay for the guy next to me. I can't just pay for my injection. If I they pay. qualify. Yeah. And there, there are some pretty stringent stipulations on how to qualify for Obamacare. Yeah. And so it went from being 50 to being $167 an injection. And so I stopped getting those injections and I just mustered it up and I took the pain. But that's what we're talking about. Yeah. This, this whole idea of... Obamacare or socialism programs that programs. are given to us by people that have never been poor a day in their lives actually yeah. like to tell you the truth well, so. <laughs> but even if they were they, they their their views are just ridiculous yeah. and so what they they have this these weird boogeymen that don't exist like where do these boogeymen come from as if Jeff Bezos just sits there all night and then like a bin of money and he just sits there in a bin of money and he goes Oh, I love screwing over the little guy. Oh, the money. And he just like puts the money up to his face and he's sitting in this tub full of money. He's like, oh, it feels so good screwing over the middle class and giving them low wages. Uh, and he just, this guy does not exist. This boogeyman does not exist. No. And uh, if I had a moment with Bernie Sanders, I'd ask him, hey, so all those three houses that you own and the Ferrari in your garage, um, when it comes time for it, do we get to take those and turn those into government housing and take your Ferrari and uh, melt it down and turn it into... Or use it for public transportation. Use it for public tra <laughs> transportation. Uh, you know, a faster Uber for people that need to get to work faster. Mm. So I want to know, is he willing to give up his stuff? Is, he, is Bernie Sanders willing to give up his millions? Because that's the day that I will be impressed. And here's a challenge. If Bernie Sanders is listening with all three of my viewers, <laughs> I would like him. Here's a challenge for you, Mr. Bernie Sanders. For you. Give up 80% of your wealth and give it to poor. Give it up to the poor. Mr. Hey. BS, Bernie yeah. Sanders. Mr. BS. And we're going to call him that from now on on this show. <laughs> no, don't do that. Mr. BS. I thought it was pretty appropriate. Sorry. No, we'll just call him BS. Yeah, so BS. Man, that's. It fits him. Ben. High five. That's delicious. That just happened. So from now on, Bernie Sanders on our show is BS. <laughs> so when BS starts talking, Maddie goes a walking. Remember that. All yeah, right. and, and so just again, wrapping it up, uh, Bernie Sanders. His policies suck. Let's move on. In a, in a nice little <laughs> box with a bow on it. <laughs> So his policies are no bueno. They make no sense. He has no plan. He just thinks I'm going to tax the rich, and it's going to cure the Robin middle class. Robin Hood was a cartoon, and maybe he lived long ago. But times, wait a second, times are different. Robin Hood robbed the government. <laughs> yeah, and he gave true. it to the middle class and the that's poor. That's true. Robin Hood robbed Bernie Sanders, and he gave it to the middle class. And it, you're not exempt from the just because you wrote a book that made you millions of dollars, you're still a millionaire, man. Yeah. You're still evil in the sight of all of them. So uh, there's a lot of hypocrisy there. And never vote for a guy who's a hypocrite. I know people say he's super, uh, super consistent. I don't see it. I think he's a big hypocrite. But that's just me. All right. So, now the fun part. We get to talk about kind of where we come from, where, where our background comes from, and why we do know so much about communism. So 
um, you know, obviously our parents are from Romania. For those of you that didn't know, uh, Romania was ran by the PCR, the Pechera, yeah, the PCR, which which was considered the apartheid communist uh, revolution or something. Somebody they always have these weird names. Yeah, like, but anyway, like the, the PCR, People's Revolutionary Guard or the People's yeah. Rising uh, Army or some other. Corny, it was the apartheid communist. Name. Republic or something, something like that. Anyway, Even there was no republic in it, so go on. So they literally took over during the Iron Curtain uh, as it was moving through Eastern Europe. So if you don't know geographically, geographically where Romania sits, uh, it is by the Black Sea. It, it borders the Black Sea. Above us is uh, Ukraine, and under us is Turkey. So obviously Ukraine, Russia... And then you have a lot of uh, what was known as the Iron Curtain Yeah. after World War II. So, people, we, we know these things because we've heard stories from our grandparents, from our parents. Our and, aunts, our uncles. And just people in general. Okay, just imagine you're the child of Holocaust survivors. Yeah, you'll know some stories. Okay, whenever somebody says to me, hey man, I'm a socialist. That's like being a Jew and having somebody walk up to you and saying... Hey, man, I'm a Nazi. Nazi. Like, they don't understand. And there's a reason why the media doesn't ask an Eastern European what he thinks about communism. Have you noticed that? They'll ask a Jew what they think about Nazism and fascism, but they'll never ask what about... Socialism is different, man, and so is communism. Yeah, so is Coke Zero and Diet Coke. (laughs) They're just different. They're just different. So, So, yeah, so, I mean... There, there are stories of literally people that had money, and actually, at, before the Iron Curtain hit, uh, Romania was known as Eastern Europe's. It was the considered Paris of the, the Paris, the Paris of Eastern Europe, or the Balkans. So, yeah. very beautiful country, very still is, uh, but there, there's remnants of yeah, the, the, yeah, and the war, and thankfully the Revolutionary War that took place. And so, when we come to you, and we hear our parents. Not not some college professor that was smoking pot in the 60s and driving his uh, Scooby-Doo van and the flowers all over it, now teaching our children and your children what politics should be. And by the way, if you're a college professor and you're bald with a ponytail, shame on you. Cut that off. You're being shamed right now. And by the way, the Chancavera t-shirt, that hasn't been cool since the freaking 70s. <laughs> Knock it off. Please look him up. If you look do him up, the guy is a the guy's a mass murderer. Yeah. You, anyway, you weirdos. So, <laughs> like, think about this. Oh my so, gosh. So going on, obviously, Romania was beautiful, and literally overnight, this the, the Communist Party voted in voted up the king. So there, it was a, a king a kingdom shit. It was democratically done. Yeah. And so <laughs> they 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 voted him out and put yeah. up a man. By the name of, it wasn't Churchill. No, it wasn't. It was a guy before Churchill. Let me let me look this up. But, but the, because we eventually, know, what happened? We knew know. we knew Ceausescu because that was the guy that when we were growing up in the that's 80s, who we heard about. That's who we heard about, and that's who my our parents ran away from because this guy was straight up a nut job. He was he created one of the largest buildings in the world. It was actually it was second second to the, to the, the second to the Pentagon at one time. It was. Huge. It was called the People's Palace. Again, those stupid people's names. Palace. They have these dumb names. That That's I how they stand. fool people, though. You yeah, know, the, you know what I mean? The People's like, National Guard. The People's Army. The Republic Army. It's like, shut up. You guys are so like such liars. Now, what what happened was people with all this wealth. Uh, now, it, it is straight up. You will see. It, it, stories of people that had these villas in Bucharest or, you know, these beautiful houses and these beautiful homes and or these areas of, like, these historical Gothic churches demolished. They came in and the communists said, no, 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 no. We need to make housing for, you know, low-income housing for people. They're called block homes. And they're ugly. They're ugly as sin. And they're shabby. And they're, they're, they're <laughs> falling down now. And people are barely holding them up together. But meanwhile, they tore down these beautiful historical buildings that have been there for hundreds of years. And they came in because they cared more about their policies and their agendas. And it still failed. This is the kicker. At the end of the day, what happened? The revolution. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so you're, you're looking at these, these people, right? They take over. Romania becomes 
a, a third, almost a third world country during this time, and it, it, it was a very lovely place before that. I mean, yeah. my mother came, her her uncles, I believe one of them was a very wealthy man, and literally the the story goes, and, and I've heard it from several sources, obviously my mom being one of them, um, that he had bags of money in his home that literally the next day, once the, uh, the apartheid took over and the communist uh, party took over, he lost, I mean, the, the inflation. People don't understand. When people come in and say, uh, I want minimum wage to be $1,000 an hour. Do you guys know what that does to the inflation of, of just all of us, for all the of us? The value of the dollar. The value of the dollar the gets destroyed. Dollar. And so what happened to Romania, they just tagged on thousands to the one. So the Roma- the Romanian lei was very similar to the American dollar back in the day. And overnight, I mean, when I was there, and they're still recovering from this, and, and it finally, I think it's a two to one or three to one to the dollar. The leo uh, is a three to one. But when I was in Romania, which was only in 2004, it was 32,000 lei was one dollar. 32,000. And back before communism, that would have been $32,000 almost. So you think of now all of a sudden you're going from one dollar to tens of thousands of dollars to equal the amount of one dollar. Literally overnight. So people lost everything. The government did that, obviously, for them to have the gain and the power. So whoever rules the dollar rules the com- the country. Yeah. And so what they did was they just tagged on a bunch of, of zeros to the, the lay, and it became worthless. And so now these, these government policies... Again. Be careful what you wish for, young yeah. kids. Be careful what you wish for. You think this socialism idea is so great... And you're going to end up broke because you're going to be literally You're going to end up sitting in a hospital with a broken arm for two weeks because you're in line. And they can't take you until everybody else before you is served. That doesn't sound like what we have to go through You're telling me that that guy needs to get service for free? Yeah. Who cares if it's for two weeks that he's got a broken arm? He's got service for free. (laughs) And Michael Moore did a a video, like a documentary on socialists. Uh, you know, you're, he's in Canada, so it doesn't even count because they're not really... They Who Michael, who's Michael? Michael Moore. Oh, Michael Moore. He's from Michigan. America. He's anyway, from, so he went to, to show how, how socialist um, medical is taken care of. And I, these people don't understand that, that that's the better side of it before it turns into the ugly side of it. And yeah, when but Canadians still come down here to get their stuff. And, and that's another thing. They don't show that in the video. <laughs> so. No, there's still Canadians that come over, across, the, across the, the Great Lakes to come over here. So, again, to, to put it in a nutshell, we're, we're, we're not coming from a place of not knowing, mm-hmm. okay? And but one day I'd like to actually get our, our dad, maybe our mother. Oh, yeah, let's not even talk about it. And actually, the, the last segment we're going to probably go through uh, before kind of we wrap up is is how this all ties in as believers because that's the scariest part honestly if you are a believer and the country moves towards a, a government run government owned type uh, of society it's very very you, you think that Christians have it hard yeah. in America they don't they, it, I'm sorry if you think you ha- you're having it hard now and I hate to be brutally honest with you Go to places like China, where it is a communist country. And Weren't you in China, too? Yeah, I was. Would you go to all these communist countries? What are you, Bernie, bro? <laughs> they need Jesus, too, bro. <laughs> so, are, you, are, you a, are you a spy? Yeah, yeah I was 0025,000. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, just, just stay with us. Obviously, this last segment is going to be pretty cool, because I will go into that. All right. I will get into that. But... Just remember, be careful what you wish for. And, and socialism is not very different when it morphs. Talk to an Eastern European who fled the country. Even Kathy said that her fa- her father, her uh, grandparents fled also, uh, you know. During uh, Rasputin. Yeah. And so there's... there's Remember that song by Bonnie M? That was a good song. That was a great song. Anyway, so Thank you for the reminder, There's a Rasputin Kathy. song. But I'm telling you guys right now, talk to somebody who's actually been there. There's a reason why people come to this country... And they love it here. And they make money. And they thrive. Because capitalism is liberty. It's freedom. Mm-hmm. It's living. It's being able to do what you want. Start a business. Have your own ideas. Have your own views. 
And again, if you think capitalism is a broken system, come up with something better. Or move. Try a different place. <laughs> Go to Canada, Mexico. No, so so yeah, so obviously going into this last segment of our show, we we definitely want to want to come back and, and explain to to you guys. Obviously, communism, socialism is a seed of communism. When I was in China, and and again coming back to kind of tying it all together as a believer in Christ. It, it, that's the scariest world you can live in is, yeah. is a world that's run by somebody who believes that they are God on this earth, right? And so when I was in China, we got to to actually go through um, through the underground church. I'm not going to tell you guys where we were. Obviously, there it's still a communist country, and um, we don't want anybody knowing where this church was. But um, I went to this church, and it was on the fifth floor shut of a building. Up. Yeah. Sorry. It was in a place. In a place on a fifth floor of this building. And and literally they had this hidden door that was behind, I believe it was a painting or is painted just like the wall. And the way you opened it was it was actually you had to do something weird to unlock the door. So a secret door, right? Wow. You hear about this in movies and you hear about this in in you know voice of the martyrs type stuff but you know i got to experience it firsthand so this still happens and this is still going on i was back in china in 2009 and so or 2008 one of those years it's a long i'm old so we get up into this you know into this room and the room is completely padded it's pitch black in there because there's no windows and it's padded all the way around top to bottom like everything you know it's all padded the reason for that is because every day outside of this building, they have patrolmen, right? Especially on Sundays. So the people that were running this institution, they would get together and they would go up there and pray together. They would worship Christ. And it was all in secret. I mean, talk about commitment. I mean, they if they would have been caught, who knows? When you have the government, when you're at the mercy of the government, who knows? That's That's the only way to put it. And so we went in there and they closed the door, turned on the light. It was one single light bulb in the middle of the room. It wasn't a very tall room. It's probably about four feet high. So we kind of had to crouch down. But it's all the space that they could afford to put in a church. And so they would meet there with other people in the community that were secret Christians at the moment because they were trying to get uh, build disciples and try to get them out in the world and start discipling. And so you think about that. So you're, you're, you're living in a place today that is a free country. We still have the freedoms as believers in Christ to be able to witness. So do that. Go out there. Witness while you still can. Because if it does become um, like Romania overnight, my parents have a lot of stories they can tell you. My grandfather, and I'll let you talk about that, was a Bible runner, right? Mm -hmm. Do you remember those stories? Yeah. Like It's insane when you look at what people have to go through when a government don't let's forget about all sorts of freedoms i mean you're you're taking away basic freedoms from from humans and people and you're looking at at them again not as a as an individual as capitalism shows us that we are looked at you know we we can you're you can make your own destiny in america to an extent obviously and so that's the beauty of, of capitalism. That's the beauty of democracy. But when communism comes in and takes that over, you're looking at, you can't even talk about your own faith mm-hmm. if it's not uh, aligned with what the government wants you to. Mm-hmm. A lot of communist governments, they want you to worship them uh, and, and, and stuff like that. But I'll let Matt talk about our grandfather because that was during a very bad time in Romania, for, especially for Christians. So our, our grandfather was a, a tailor in Romania, and he would leave, you know, a couple weeks at a time, and, you know, my, when he would come home, and, you know, he, my grandmother would literally attack him with a spoon, like, what are you, nuts? You got kids? She actually told me that he would have bruises on him, too. Yeah, and so what he would do is he would walk, he would trek all the way to the border, go to the border, have, load up a backpack full of Bibles, mm-hmm. and then trek back in. And this is 
a, a common freedom in America. Mm -hmm. What do you think happens when a guy who's on a holy, guys who are on a holy trail like, like Bernie Sanders, they really scare me because they think that they're, I don't even know what to say, their movement, uh, their ideas are so holy. They think that their system is going to mm -hmm. save the world so much that they have to sacrifice people to get there. Mm. And there's a difference between capitalism and socialism. The body counts higher with socialism and communism. We're talking about yeah. in the hundreds of millions. You thought fascism was bad? You thought that the Holocaust was bad? Look at Karl Marx, or look at, uh, look at Russia. Stalin. <laughs> Star Not only did he starve out people in Mao Zedong, Mao Zedong in China, Pol Pot. Uh, these, and by the way, these people, the the murders that they committed to their own people. That's that's the scary part. They didn't go out in the world and do this. They this is in their own countries. You're talking about tens of millions to hundreds of millions of people losing their lives because this man has an agenda and he doesn't care who he thinks steps so. in his Anytime way. Anytime a guy has that kind of hubris where he thinks his his agenda is going to save the world that people need to be sacrificed. Mm -hmm. Do you think a guy like Bernie Sanders isn't isn't willing to sacrifice a few people to get to where he wants to where he thinks the world needs to be at or America needs to be at? He's already said it. A Christian was talking and he was grilling him and it was a guy who was up for a, a cabinet position. And he literally said, and I keep saying literally a lot because you got me literally, but literally, he told the guy that because he was a Christian and he had certain views, he thought he was uh, a prejudice and that he had no place working in government just because the man said that he was an evangelical Christian. And if you don't believe that me, you could go and look online. <laughs> but again, if you don't have their views, you're considered a big problem. Hit. <laughs> they get, and they will label you all these kinds of things. But this is the problem you. that I have with Bernie Sanders. He thinks he's the savior. He thinks he's coming in and he's going to change the American system, even though he says it all the time. It is it is a travesty that the richest, wealthiest country in the world <laughs> has this problem and this problem. And it's like, stop, Bernie. You just said it. Yeah. How are we the richest country? So we've in done the world? some right. Socialism didn't help us out. Communism didn't help us out. It was a free market with liberty, with the ability for people to go out and start their own businesses, create their own wealth, generate their own uh, capital. Yeah. And Bernie, I'm sorry, but you didn't build it. And if you're willing to, I'm challenging you to give up 80% of your wealth. Yep. So that's but, our challenge. And, if, and if this ever gets back to, he'll probably just you know uh, write us off like everyone else that asks him a tough question because. Uh, he doesn't. He never gets a hard question. That's the frustrating thing about this guy. Nobody asks him a hard question, and I'm hoping that in these next few debates, his, his opponents will actually do that. Mm -hmm. um, well, in re recapping all of this, I mean, let's not forget what this country is run by, and that's what they they keep attacking the rich people. So uh, us middle class people could be like, oh yeah, go get them, but we don't realize once they get the power, okay. The power goes away from who first? The people. The people. Yeah. And the the American people, the majority is in the lower to upper middle class. So you're still considered the middle class. And so looking at all of that and kind of tying it all in, let's not forget who we are and who what what this country's offered us, uh, first and foremost. If if you do work, if you work hard. Again, there's there's still remnants in Romania even till today of what happened through communism, and so let's not make the yeah. same mistake. Let's keep our heads on a swivel and we be live, careful. We live in a country where the homeless have an obesity problem. What am I missing here? Yeah, you go to third world countries and they're they're in the trash heaps looking for food. Our homeless have an obesity problem. This is not that bad of a country. And I, I know, a, uh, I'm telling you right now, be careful what you wish for. If you're a young communist socialist, try it, go somewhere else. Don't go on extended vacation, because I see these young kids, yeah, I live for a year over here. No, 
go over there and ingrain yourself in the in the go in to the, Sudan. <laughs> go to the go to the, the the huts. Go to the you know, the, the hobbled you know uh, shacks. I was there too. It's not a fun place. No, but anyway, comments, questions, and uh, also let us know. But join our discussion group. Join us on our podcast and YouTube. YouTube, Woo-hoo. yeah, check us out on YouTube and uh, like, comment, and uh, again, join join the discussion because it is yeah. it, it it's going to affect all of us. Yeah. So not just us. But you as well. But thanks for joining us here on Brothers Keeper here at Tools Media. I'm Matt. And I am Benny. And don't forget, serve the kingdom by serving each other. God bless.